blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood, perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on thy side. Angels descending, bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Can I sing one more verse? Perfect submission. When we get to the end, all will be at rest. I and my Savior will be happy and blessed. I'll be watching and waiting, looking above. I'll be filled with his goodness. And I'll be lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is, this is my song. I'll be praising my Savior all the day long. John 20, John 20, John 20, John 20, John 20. John 20. John 20. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Amen. He didn't have to let me live. But I'm glad to be in the service. One more time. Amen. We thank God again for the music ministry. Amen. And for their blessing us on this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, we'll ch challenge each one of you to do something we haven't done in quite a while. Are you ready for the challenge? Mm, see, see, some of y'all had enough sense to wait <laughs> to see what I was going to say. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Beginning on next week at 10 o'clock in the morning. Say in the morning. 
Amen. We will be resuming Sunday school. Oh, there we go. One person caught it. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of y'all look so excited. <laughs> Amen. 10 o'clock next week, we will be resuming Sunday school. Uh, we will have um, classes prepared for the different age groups that may be in attendance. And the adults, y'all are the really lucky ones. You know why? Because y'all get stuck with me next week. Amen. 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 Y'all, y'all get stuck with me like, well, I don't know if that's lucky or not. To be honest. I don't know. Y'all get me next week and uh, we will be having a rotating teaching schedule. So uh, you'll see me adults on some weeks and then other weeks I may go hang out uh, with the younger people and uh, entertain them for 45 minutes and there may be some Sundays you just don't see me at all because, you know, <laughs> you might not see me till 11. Uh, Y'all pray that the Lord will allow me to get up early oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to be here on time. Amen. Amen. Having said that, since I've got the longest drive, I expect that when I get here, the rest of you will be here and ready to go. Amen. 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 We will begin promptly at 10 o'clock so that we can be out of the way by 10.45 and prepared for our 11 o'clock service. Amen? Amen? Amen. Sunday school resumes next week. Isn't that exciting? Amen. 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 Paul commissioned us to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen that need not be ashamed that we might rightly divide, break down, interpret, and teach the word of truth. Uh, from this 20th chapter of John, if you have found it, will you lift your source in the air and say, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for your word. Let it be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. Backwards, scratch that, reverse. A lamp unto our feet <laughs> and a light unto our pathway. Help us to hide it in our heart that we might not sin against thee. Amen. Real quickly, look to your left, look to your right. Say, neighbor, I'm so glad to see you this morning. Yeah. Not sure, show. You got to say show. S-H-O, apostrophe. Show glad to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. If I could bother two of you, will you just clap your hands and thank, those, uh, thank God for those joining us virtually today, tomorrow, next week, or whenever they shall see this video. God bless each and every one of you who have joined us at First Antioch Virtual Church. Amen. 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 Uh, to our visitors on this morning, God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for uh, considering First Antioch worthy enough of your presence on this morning. Amen. 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 Let's look at uh, verse 19. I'll be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version of God's Holy Word from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of Jesus Christ as recorded by the beloved disciple John. Verse 19 from the New Revised Standard Version reads this way. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. 
Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced. Watch this. Then the disciples rejoiced. Let me say that one more time. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, verse 21, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. That's a whole lot of uh, responsibility right there. It's a lot of responsibility. Verse 24, look at somebody and say, but. Yeah. But Thomas, who was called Didymus, being translated the twin. There was two of these knuckleheads. One of the twelve was not with them the first time that Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he, Thomas, said to them, mm, 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 unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Bless his heart. Verse 26, a week later, his disciples were again in the house. But this time, something was different. Thomas was with them. Now again, as the first time, all the doors were shut, the windows closed, the lights off. But Jesus came and stood among them and said, what? Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, watch this, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. I'm going to stop right there because if I go further, I have to explain more than I want to explain today. But look at two people and just say these two words, blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Father, thank you for another opportunity to share a word with your people. Thank you for another opportunity to allow us to come into this house of worship to hear what you have to say to us. Speak, Lord, thy servants wait to hear from thee. And rain down upon us like manna in the wilderness. Feed us until our bellies are full and we are able to consume no more. Now, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, you are my strength. You are my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. One of uh, the classic hymns of the church, 
blessed assurance is credited to a lady named Fanny Crosby. The song is said to have been penned in 1873. Uh, this hymn has rang throughout the church now for 150 years. One of the key features of uh, Fanny Crosby's life is that she was reportedly blind from the age of six weeks until her death shortly before her 95th birthday. The story goes that she was at home at the home of a dear friend, Mrs. Joseph F. Knapp, who had composed the melody to this hymn. In my research, I found that uh, she had invited Fanny to hear this tune that she played on her piano, and she asked her, what is it that you believe these notes, this music, this melody is saying? And as it was reported, Fanny responded, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Uh, the testimony here is that, again, Fanny had been blind nearly all of her 95 years. There were many things she did not see with her natural eyes, but her spiritual eyes were yet open. There were many things she could not bear witness of with her natural eyes, but there were things she bore witness of in the spirit. According to the story, Fanny Crosby understood what it meant to know the Lord for herself in a spiritual way, and she didn't need to see him to believe it. This, my brothers and my sisters, is what our faith is all about. Our faith is indicative of things that we cannot see, yet still choose to believe. In fact, we all know that faith, according to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, is the substance of things hoped for, but it is also the evidence of things that we just cannot see. Faith in and of itself is literally blind. It does not depend on what I have seen, but it completely leans on that which I have not seen. This is why Hebrews eleven six tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whosoever comes to God must first, watch this, believe that he is. Now, in the spirit of grace, it is true that each one of us has faced a situation in life that caused us to see more unbelief than belief. Sometimes situations happen around us that make us wonder if God is really there. Okay? Sometimes things happen. They may cause you to think that God doesn't hear your prayer. I, I'm only telling my story. I can't speak for you, but there have been some times where I wondered if God was even listening to me. There have been some times where I wondered if God had turned his back on me. There were some times where, where I looked and I asked my Father in heaven, why hast thou forsaken me? There have been some rough roads and some hard hills to climb and some difficult situations that I've had to face in life where my unbelief took over and it made me wonder, God, where are you? But how many of you know that God is a promise keeper? 
He's a promise keeper because in his word he reminds us that he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. In fact, it is in the most troublesome times of our life that we should know and believe that God is in control. Psalm chapter 34 verse 19 declares, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now, we got to understand that that scripture was not written to the sinful, the unrighteous, to the worldly. That is a scripture written to the people of God themselves. And it came to remind us that not every day will the sun shine. It came to remind us that not every day will the flowers be in their bright bloomed colors. Not every day will it be the perfect temperature. Not every day will you look at your bank account and find money. Not every day will you look at your bills and, and know for sure that you can pay them. Not every day will you be able to go to the doctor and get good news. But many are the afflictions of the righteous suffer many afflictions and that's one of the things that we fail to tell people about when we invite them to our family I mean, let me tell you when I when when I bring people around my family well first thing I do is I warn them I say listen listen I love my family but some of them are a little special praise the Lord you know we got some comedians in the family they're gonna tell some jokes don't be offended it's gonna be all right we got some other ones, they real, real quiet. They don't say nothing. They, they don't be offended. They just don't, you know, they, they don't talk a whole lot. Then you got the cussers and the drinkers. And, you know, you know so when you get around my family, you just, just know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice mixing bowl of people. You just really don't know what you're going to get. So there it is. There's your warning. Don't be surprised. Don't be offended. They all cool, I promise you. Everybody cool. But, you know, you might see or hear something that makes you, you know, just pray and keep it moving. Right? That's what I do with my natural family. But we have failed to do that with our spiritual family. Because guess what? Some of y'all dysfunctional. Help. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all like to cuss, fuss, gossip, right? Drink, smoke, do those things. Even within the body of Christ. They ain't all, some of us still got some work that the Lord is yet doing. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm just talking about me. I'm just talking about me, you know. You've heard me say it. You catch me at the wrong time on the wrong day. I don't know. You might get, you might get Lamar. You might not get past the Gresham. I, I don't know. He's still working on me. I pray to always represent him well, but sometimes the thorn in my flesh is, you know, it's up in there real deep. Amen. 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 Y'all perfect people. Y'all stay quiet. And we should be that way with the body of Christ. The first thing that I have learned how to tell people when they decide to give their life to Christ is this scripture. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You need to know that just because you're coming to God, that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. That doesn't mean that all is going to always be well. That doesn't mean that you won't find yourself hurt, broke, busted, disgusted, or disappointed. That doesn't mean that you won't find yourself sick. That doesn't mean that the car won't get repossessed. That doesn't mean that you won't find yourself lonely. Many are the afflictions, but there's good news at the B clause because it says God will show up and deliver. Deliver us from them all. That's good news this morning. That's good news this morning. That's good news this morning. Because here's the reality. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. The reality is many are the afflictions of the unrighteous as well. But they don't have the B clause. 
Some of y'all missed that. I dare two of y'all to praise God for the B clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I've got to be afflicted, if I've got to go through some hardships, if I've got to deal with some difficulties, as long as I deal with it with God on my side, you can take me through whatever you want to. You can take me through whatever furnace, whatever lion's den. I'll climb any mountain. I'll go through any valley as long as I've got him with me. Because at the end, he'll deliver me from them. Not some of them. Not a few of them. Not many of them. But he delivers me from all of them. Look at somebody and just say all, 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 all. Ain't but three letters, but that's a big word, all. Oh, oh, when sickness comes on the righteous, he'll deliver you. When brokenness comes on the righteous, he'll deliver you. When people are stabbing you in the back, he'll deliver you. When you don't even know what to do with yourself, he will deliver you from them all. From them all, 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 from them all. From them all, from them all. So to know that he is always with me is to know that I have no reason to ever doubt him or to doubt that he's working on my behalf. This is where we find our brother Thomas in today's scripture. Thomas, one of the handpicked, specifically chosen disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has heard that his Savior has risen. Jesus has already, in the earlier verses that I read, appeared to the other ten. Thomas wasn't with them the first time. So when they see Thomas, they share with him, hey man, where you been? Man, man, you, you just missed the reunion, man. What do you mean when you I missed the reunion? What happened? Y'all ain't y'all didn't tell me about no reunion. Man, man, hey man, we were just sitting back, relaxing, chilling, all cool, just finished shooting some b-ball outside the school. And uh you 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 should have seen it, man. I mean, the doors and the windows was closed and everything, and all of a sudden here comes Jesus, just out of nowhere. Jesus, huh? Here's Thomas. The same Jesus I just Saw on the cross. The same Jesus I watched them put in Joseph's tomb and roll the stone in front of it. That Jesus, the same Jesus that the very next day I went to see if I was having a dream, but I saw the soldiers gone. That Jesus? Yeah, man. What? Why would we make this up, Thomas? Why? Come on, man. Why, why would we? Look, all ten of us are standing right here. I mean, you know, we like to laugh, joke, and play, but why, why would we make that up? I'm telling you, Jesus was just with us. Jesus showed up. But sometimes when he shows up, we fail to realize that it's him. Thomas here, Thomas here, Thomas here. Thomas here, he gains a bad reputation. And y'all know, and, and, and where did he get the reputation from, church folks? If you ever, if you ever wonder 
who knows how to hold something on somebody's head? Get yourself around some church folks. We still call him blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, after, after Jesus didn't heal him. He ain't blind no more. It's just Bartimaeus. We don't even know his real name because Bar means son of, which means his father's name was Timaeus. We know his dad's name, but we don't even know his name. Same thing with Thomas. We still call him what? What y'all still call him? Come on, say it. Doubting Thomas. He made this one mistake, and all throughout history, we still call him by that one mistake. I'm trying to help somebody. Some of y'all going to catch that next week. Some of y'all going to catch that next week. Because such were some of us. We have been set free and delivered, but there's some people that still call us, watch this, what I used to be. I don't want to go in that direction. I get lost. Verse 25 tells us, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them these words, unless I see, unless I see, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Thomas says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the handprint and my hand in his side. I don't just want to see this, but I actually want to touch and make sure. I will not believe. That speaks to his unbelief. But I've learned to have some grace for Thomas because there were some times where there were some things going on in my life where I was like, mm. okay, Lord, where are you? Watch this, watch this, watch this. I don't see you. I don't, I don't hear you. And, and, and that makes me feel like you ain't nowhere around. So, so now I've slipped in. I've watched this. I have backslidden into a place of unbelief because you didn't show up when I wanted you to. And I didn't have enough sense to think back over the last time you got me out of trouble. I didn't have enough sense to look back and remember how you fed me the last time I was hungry and how you gave me drink the last time I was thirsty and how you paid the bills the last time I was broken and how you healed my body the last time I was sick and how you showed up in my loneliness and reminded me that you were a friend that sticks closer than I forgot that. So now that I'm in trouble all over again, I have backslidden into a place of unbelief. Watch this, because I can't sense you. Because here I am trying to sense something in the spirit with my natural senses. Uh-oh. See, that's something else we don't talk about. We, we like to deal with the natural senses, but we forget that God is a spirit, and we too are spiritual beings living a natural experience. So if I've got natural senses, uh, my spiritual side also has natural senses, and these are the senses that I need to use in order to find God when I can't trace him. Whoa. God, I don't feel like you're here, but I'm trusting that you're still working. God, I don't feel like you're hearing me, but I'm trusting that your hand is still on it. God, I haven't seen you move yet, but I know that if you've done it before, you're more than able to do it again. So even though I can't trace you, I'm still going to trust that you're working this thing out. So Thomas, 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 he was like, like some of us in that way. 
and, and, and we are like this because we can say, how, God, can you allow this? God, why did you let this happen? God, why didn't you step in? And the whole time, it's not God who's the problem. It's our unbelief. Every once in a while, God will allow some things to happen in the midst of your life just to show you where you are in your faith walk. You ever been at a place in your life where you was like, you know, I feel real good now, you know. I don't do this no more. I don't go to those places no more. I don't hang out with these people anymore. I don't talk like that no more. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling real good. You know what? I kind of like, like this holiness thing. But you forget about that, that very small thing that you're still kind of dealing with. You know, you don't deal with it like you used to. And, and then God will show up and allow you to go through a situation to remind you, yeah, you've come a long way, but you ain't quite all the way there yet. So that's what happened with Thomas. Thomas had, had a reminder. He had a reminder that though you are one of his chosen disciples, though you've walked with him and talked with him and, and literally learned from him sitting at his feet, there are still some places in this walk that you have to go. So it is with Thomas who does not believe that Jesus has risen because he did not see the resurrected Jesus. But isn't it just like Jesus that when we don't believe, he shows up and gives us a reason to believe? When I look at verse 26, I, I see that a week later, the disciples had gotten together for another cookout. They didn't have fried fish the week before, so they had to call Thomas and say, hey, man, we got, we got the catch, man. We just need you to come turn this uh Come turn this fryer on, man. So Thomas shows up. He got the grease. He got the, he got the fryer. Got the cooler. Got a few cool drinks in there. Thomas probably came in the room like, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? All right. All right. I missed y'all last week, but we're going to have a good time this week, man. Somebody get the cards out real quick, man. Joker, Joker, Deuce, Ace. All right. Pull the diamonds out. Pull the heart out. All right, somebody get me a notepad and a pen. I'm going to turn this grease on real quick. We're going to play a quick hand at 250, all right? No talking across the board. Y'all know how we do. No talk across the board. All right, no sandbags. We ain't going to play with sandbags. Y'all, I know I heard y'all play with the kitty last week. We ain't playing with the kitty this week. We just going to go ahead and deal these cards out. Let me turn this grease on real quick, get this thing ready. While they in fellowship, again, the doors were shut. Closed, locked. They were gathered together because the Jews were still running around trying to get to them. The church people. The church people. Y'all never had to run from church people before. You know, some, 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 some church people. Eesh. That's, 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 that's being in the church, but the church not being in you. Figured I'd let that sit for about three more seconds. Doors are shut, closed, locked. But here comes Jesus, just walking through walls and doing, you know, 
Because he's Jesus. Why not? If I could teleport, I promise you, I'd be teleporting everywhere I went. Everywhere. Save on gas, you know. Low emissions, good for the environment. <laughs> we going green. <laughs> Here he come, teleporting, just walking through doors and walls and whatnot. They sitting around chilling and boom, here he is. <laughs> now, now here, here, y'all know I like to paint pictures. Here, here's how I see this happening. Here's how I see this happening. Jesus just showed up in the room. Boom. And I believe he walks right up to Thomas. What's up, T? Been a while, buddy. How you doing, man? Everything good? You all right? How you feeling? Now, I believe at this point, Thomas probably sitting there looking halfway crazy. Looking like he didn't miss his medication or something. Sugar probably low, blood pressure high. He, he don't dehydrated. His pores didn't open up. Now he's sweating. He don't know what to do now. Jesus shows up, says, "Peace be with you." But he looks at Thomas. He says, "Come here, man." Watch this, watch this. John doesn't tell us that Jesus ever heard what Thomas said the week before. But with his the prophetic anointing, he knew of Thomas's unbelief. So he says, Thomas, this is what you wanted, right? Go ahead. Stick your finger in my hand. Come on. Stick your hand in my side. That's that's what you that's what you wanted, right? That's that's what you that's what you asked for. You you wouldn't believe, watch this, that I was able until you saw me do it. You were in absolute disbelief, watch this, until you were able to see me with your natural eyes. Such were some of us. He says, do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him this way, (laughs) my Lord and my God. Now, when we look at the next few verses, we find Jesus didn't hold it against him. But Jesus wanted to let Thomas know, hey, man, I'm still going to bless you because now you believe. But there's a special blessing for those who haven't seen me and still believe me. It's the evidence of things hoped for. Excuse me, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's one thing to believe that he is because you saw him, but it's a whole other thing to walk it out by faith. And so when I find myself in a situation where my flesh wants me to doubt him, all I've got to do is look back and remember 
Remember how he's made a way out of no way. How he turned my darkness into day. How even though weeping endured for a night, joy showed up in the morning. How the last time I was sick, Jehovah Rapha showed up and healed my body. The last time I was in unrighteousness, Jehovah Sid Canoe showed up and pushed me back into righteousness. The last time I was in a storm, Jehovah Shalom showed up and he became my peace in the storm. All I've got to do is look back and if you can't find something from five years ago, maybe you can just look back five minutes and say he was keeping me five minutes ago. He kept me last night when I laid down in my bed. He kept me when he woke me up on this morning and started me on my way. He kept me when I got in the car, showed up at 3920 Maiden's Road, made it safely over dangerous highways and byways. He was keeping me then. He kept me when I should have lost my mind. He kept me when everybody else turned away from me. He kept me when everybody else rejected me. He kept me when you walked away from me. Look at somebody and say, I've got a blessed assurance. And here's my assurance. Here's my assurance. Here's my assurance. Here's my assurance. My assurance is in the fact that God sent his only son who died on Calvary's cross. He was up there for a few hours and then they laid him into a borrowed tomb and three days and three nights later he rose with all power in his hands. But what he did was he went to Thomas and he said I've got to show you that you've got a blessed assurance. Not only am I here but I'm here because I'm risen. Hallelujah. The good news is that he got up out of that grave and all I can say is he's arisen. But the good news for us is that though he has gone from the earth, he's still sitting at the right hand of our Father, making intercession for me and for you. He's praying for me when I can't pray for myself. He's covering me when won't nobody else cover me. He looks out for me when won't nobody else look out for me. And I've got a blessed assurance that as Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, that Jesus is mine. That's a blessed, I am assured. Y'all have heard me say this. I'm finished. I, I, don't have any, I don't have any issues with other religious beliefs or, or any of those things. But I'm glad, watch this, I have a blessed assurance. What is my blessed assurance? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. Appreciate that. My blessed assurance is that God is not dead. He co-robo-shot. That Jesus is yet alive. And that the Holy Spirit, y'all can stand, still dwells not just among us, but if you let him, he will dwell within you. Muhammad is gone, y'all. Gone nah. Gone. Yes. Good and dead. Yes. Confucius. Yes. Gone. Yes. Good and dead. Yes. Buddha. Yes. I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's the truth. Yes. Gone. Yes. Good and dead. Amen. Can show you his grave. Yes. Could dig up their bones. 
Blessed assurance. Jesus not was mine, not will be mine. In the present tense, Jesus is. Why is he? Because he's still And now, on this 23rd day of April, in the year of our Lord, 2023, I'm just watching and waiting. David said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. I'm looking above. Born of his spirit, yes. lost in his love. Can, can I tell y'all, this is my story. This is my song. I don't know about you, but I praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. Hallelujah. This is my song. Yeah. Praising my Savior. When times are good and when times are bad. When I'm up and when I'm down. When I'm in and when I'm out. When the sun is shining and when the rain is falling. David said his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm praising my Savior when all, all the day, all the day long, all the day long. And why not? Because he's worthy all day. He's worthy. He's worthy all day. He's worthy all day, every day. Because in him I live, move, and have. I literally cannot exist without him. So he's worthy all day long. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that even in our unbelief, you will show up and help us to believe again. Father, thank you for, 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 for reminding us that we don't need to see you do it to believe that you will. In fact, I don't even need to see you to believe that you are. But my faith when I wake up in the morning tells me that it had to be God that woke me this morning and kept me last night. It, it's my faith that tells me that as much as I messed up on yesterday, only God could give me the strength to get up today to try it one more time. As many things as I've gotten wrong over this life, you are the only one who loves me enough to wake me up and let me see another day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you, Lord, for allowing us to hear that we have a blessed assurance that you still sit at the right hand of our Father in heaven, that you are still our chief intercessor, that you pray for us, not just with us, but for us, and not just for us, but even in spite of us, you step in and you allow our Father to extend His grace and His mercy towards us. We thank you that while we were yet in sin, you died for us and gave your life for us. So the least we can do is present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto you. Help us to do that, O oh God. Help us to be reminded that the least we can do is give ourselves back to you since you gave your life for us. Heavenly Father, I pray over everyone under the sound of my voice that in this moment, the spirit of unbelief falls from them in the mighty name of Jesus. That you will increase the faith of every person who hears these words. That you will switch those who are in unbelief into belief. That you will switch those who are in doubt into a place of assurance in the name of Jesus. Whether it's their finances, whether it's their health, whether it's at school, whether it's on the job, oh God. Whether it's in their relationships, oh God. Whether it's in their own minds. Some people are trapped in their own minds. I plead the blood of Jesus against every stumbling block that has been laid before your people and I command them now to become stepping stones to a place of destiny in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we know and we thank you for being in the room. Fall fresh on us as only you can. I pray now for anyone under the sound of my voice, whether you are in the room, whether you're watching online, the greatest decision that you could ever make in your entire life is to give your life to Christ. He said, behold, I stand at the door and not what door? The door of your heart. He said, if you hear me, and let me in. I will come in unto you. If you're in this room and you have not given your life to Christ, if you have not confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart the Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, will you just lift your hands? If you're watching online, if you're watching online, will you just say, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. And be not ashamed because guess what? Each and every one of us has already had to make that decision. We say, join our family. We're a little crazy. We're a little dysfunctional. We're a little special. But we are family. God is our Father. Jesus is our Savior. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Come join our family will pray with you. God, we thank you for these gifts that you have allowed us to receive on this morning. I pray now that you will take these offerings and use it for the uplifting of your kingdom, for the tearing down of the strongholds of Satan. God, we thank you that bills are paid, that debts 
are canceled, that tuition is covered in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for giving seed to the sower. So as we continue to sow, God continue to give us seed. Your word declares that if we bring all our tithe into the storehouse, there will be meat in the house and we can prove you and see if you won't open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings that we won't have room enough to receive. And, and your other word declares, oh God, that if we give, it shall come back to us. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into our bosom. God, we thank you that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, and we pray that you'll release it to us in due season as we come up with plans and strategies and ideas for what to do with the gifts that you have given us. Bless every giver. Bless everyone who desired to give but just did not have the means. We pray for them as well, O oh God, and say, God, give seed to the sower. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us to understand it's not the dollar amount, but it's the content of our heart. For the widow gave of her last two, and it looked like it wasn't much, oh God, but she gave from a place in her heart where she gave all that she had, oh God. Help us, oh God, to be good stewards over the gifts that you have given us so that we can use it to build up your kingdom. And God, as we prepare to leave this place, I thank you that we could never leave your presence. I thank you that your spirit thought enough of us to stop by and inhabit the praises of your people here at First Antioch Baptist Church. Keep your hand upon us, O oh God, as we endeavor to do the work that you have called us to do, not just within these walls, but all throughout the Powhatan community, O oh God, all throughout the Richmond metropolitan area, O oh God, all throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia, O oh God. Use us in such a way that when people see us and hear from us, they will wonder about who you are. They will want to know who this Jesus is. They will want to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, that they will want to come running, crying, what must I do to be saved? Help us to be witnesses in this world. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the throne of grace with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray and in Jesus' name we give thanks. Will you touch your neighbor and just say, I'm sure glad to see you. <laughs>